Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. So, what's trending? Bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio. Wishing you a special feast day of the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good day if you still have the opportunity to go to Mass. The bishops, the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, have asked us to pray the litany to the most sacred heart of Jesus today in reparation for our sins, but especially focusing on what's happening in the celebration, so-called celebration, of everything that is pride, pro-LGBTQ, especially as the Dodger Stadium Dodgers team will celebrate a very scandalous uh, drag queen group that does awful things, awful things uh, with regard to mocking our Catholic faith and scandalous things in front of children. Why it's being done at Dodger Stadium, I don't know. But the same time as we're being asked to pray this litany, many people, thousands of people are gathering around at Dodger Stadium now ahead of the game. Uh, with a Eucharistic procession. How incredible. Our Lord Jesus Christ being processed through the streets of Los Angeles, a place that so greatly needs it as an act of reparation for what's happening with this group, this anti-Catholic group being honored. I've actually run into this group before. I'll share with you a little bit about that later on. Uh, We today have a lot to talk about. We're going to unpack, actually, the litany to the most sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ today on the show as we're being asked to pray it uh, today on this feast day in reparation for this atrocious act happening at Dodger Stadium today. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening on the abortion front. And we'll talk a little bit about the teaching of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and what St. Margaret Mary Alaco, who is one of the saints who really pushed forward this devotion, had to say about this great devotion. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you're at Dodger Stadium. Why are you there at the Eucharistic Procession? We'd love to hear from you. The number is 888-914-9149. Okay, so here's the deal. My jaw just about dropped when I saw this article come out yesterday. House Democrats are pressuring five companies, Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, and Health Mart, all leading grocery stores that also have pharmacies. They're being pressured by House Democrats to sell the abortion pill that's currently under scrutiny in the courts, specifically targeting the FDA and this abortion pill and one of the two sets of pills, specifically mifepristone, that is so damaging for women's bodies. And yet House Democrats are pressuring these five companies to sell the abortion pill to become certified, and to become, as grocery stores, a place to buy drugs that are designed to kill a baby and hurt women. Because that's what this is. It is hurting women. This is why this whole FDA lawsuit is occurring right now. went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court bounced it back to a lower court. And it's currently sitting in the Fifth Circuit Court. We've discussed this specific case earlier this week. I'll link to it where we, where we talk about whether or not the abortion pill is safe and why this is 
under scrutiny right now in the courts. OBGYN Dr. Ingrid Skop joined me to really lay out a clear understanding of what's wrong with this abortion pill. But here's the deal. At the same time, earlier this year, the beginning of the year, the current Biden administration encouraged and pushed forward further deregulation for the abortion pill that's so harmful to women and kills babies. And what they did was actually make it so that it will be allowed to be given out through basic pharmacies. It won't require an in-person medical visit. It actually hasn't for quite some time, but it also won't be be required that it's dispensed at a medical facility. It can be dispensed at a grocery store such as Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, Health Mart, and others. But here's the deal. Here's, here's what's interesting. Well, CVS and Walgreens said that they were going to start selling the pill. They announced this earlier in the year. These five leading chains uh, have not said a word. They've been silent. And this week, over 50 Democrat lawmakers are pushing very hard, writing public letters, calling out CEOs of these five companies to announce by the 23rd of this month that they will indeed sell the abortion pill. These grocery stores, I really think and hope and pray will be smart. Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, and Health Mart. So far, I haven't said anything. No one wants their local, local grocery store to become a place to buy drugs designed to kill babies and hurt women. Representatives such as Dan Goldman in New York and Judy Chu here in California are pressuring for these grocery stores with their pharmacies to sell these drugs. Pharmacies that are supposed to help make people healthy with drugs, at least that's the goal, are being encouraged to sell abortions. I think that these companies know this is bad for business and there will be a massive backlash if this occurs. I, I was just reading another story about Bud Light and all of the people who aren't buying Bud Light and how Modelo, I think, has like 12% increase in sales just in the last couple of months after the Bud Light boycott. They have been the number one selling beer for like 20 years, I think two decades. And suddenly, just like that, they're off because they push too far. And I think that Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, and Health Mart are all, are all companies that know that their primary customer base is the family, the nuclear family. And that the primary customer base includes moms, moms who have chosen life for their children. Moms, parents, families, large families, families with a few kids, they are the people who buy the most groceries. So it's all about supply and demand. Do they really want to kill off the people who are coming to their grocery stores? I don't think so. And I'll tell you one thing, and I post this on social media, and I hope you will repost it too, because they are listening and they're watching. I post on social media earlier today that if Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, and Health Mart, any one of them, starts to sell the abortion pill, I will no longer shop there. I love buying groceries in bulk. Many people shop at Costco for that. I'm sure there are plenty of things that they are involved in that we don't support. But this is one of those moments where we need to draw the line. We need to absolutely draw the line and push back because we are showing that we are voting in many respects with our dollars and these companies are having to respond. Major League Baseball across the nation silently behind the scenes 
started to cancel Pride Nights. And I know there are a couple places, such as Dodger Stadium and the the Giants up in San Francisco and others. I think Kansas City is something, one of their teams, are still celebrating a pretty significant Pride Night. But they're canceling the jerseys. Even Starbucks behind the scenes, they're denying it. Or should I say they're not commenting? Starbucks is saying to take down or not put up the Pride decorations. I wish the rest of corporate America would get on this trade, because on this train, because a lot of people especially here in Southern California, are still waving those rainbow flags. But people are saying it's enough. No, thank you. Stop politicizing everything, but also let's stop scandalizing kids and killing babies. And that's the bottom line. So if Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, or Health Mart decide to cave to the over 50 Democrats who are saying that they must start to sell the abortion pill and publicly say that they're going to get certified to do so, I hope they don't cave. I think most of them won't. Because I think they're smart, families are their leading customers, and no one wants their local grocery store to be a place to buy drugs designed to kill babies and hurt women. And this is why there is a lawsuit in the courts over mifepristone, one of the pills in the abortion pill process that is so bad for women and was passed because of politics, doing politics on the backs of women and leading to immense negative health consequences. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. I want to answer a question that came in this week, and I touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I wanted to unpack it a little bit more. We know right now that loneliness is a real crisis in our culture. Many people under the age of 30 who are in their prime years for marriage, uh, is many of them are expressing how lonely they are and how they are struggling and suffering uh, with regard to loneliness. It's a true epidemic right now in our culture. Uh, But you also have many people who are in the thick of a season, I think, can sometimes feel somewhat isolating of being parents. And I'm hearing from a lot of parents who are saying, I'm having a hard time with friendships. I actually received an email from Sandy this week, and it had to do with how can women establish friendships as they get older and become moms. This is legitimate. She emphasized that there are two leading problems right now having to do with Just meeting people, finding the right people, and also time. Here's what she said, because I think that it's helpful that a lot of people um, are struggling to find this same balance of, I'm raising a family, I don't have a lot of extra time, I also am having a hard time finding the right people that I want to expose myself and my family to, as well to cultivate a friendship that will edify me edify me. That's so important. So here's what she said. She said, how can women establish friendships as they get older and become moms? Sandy said, I find this is so incredibly hard to find women who want to become friends because they're either working, homeschooling, or they're with their kids or husbands or extended families. She said, it's very lonely sometimes being a stay-at-home mom and not even having a stay-at-home mom group that I can count on. She said, my husband even feels this way lately. I hear this from a lot of men as well. Should we often wonder if it's just too hard for people to add another thing to their plates? She said, your segment the other day touched on mothers needing support, and it's absolutely true. So the question is this, how can women establish friendships as they get older and become moms? Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's a matter of finding the friendships, finding the people, and finding the time. So I do have a couple tips, and I experienced this keenly when my life was completely rocked. I was two weeks postpartum with my first daughter. My husband got a major job offer in the midst of the insanity of the world we've experienced the last couple of years, and we moved to the Midwest. This Southern California girl (laughs) moved to the Midwest where I knew basically no one, and it was extremely challenging 
moving with a newborn and living in a new place with a newborn. It was very isolating. We spent almost two years there. I did not make it through. Praise the Lord. My husband did everything he could to move me back. But I had to fight to find a way to find some form of a little bit of community, even in the midst of the busyness that our little family already had. So here's what I did. For the first year, I had to force myself to awkwardly go to mom's groups. Now, I was cringing, like, when, since when am I in that mom's group area, era of my life? But I was. So here I am going to mom's groups and went some, to some neat events that had great speakers. And over and over again, when everyone was introducing themselves, I say, hi, I'm new. I know no one here, and I'm a new mom. I know no one here. I'm a new mom. And there are some people who are like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. But there was next to no bite at that. I was invited to one mom's group and one one woman was persistent in inviting me, which was a very kind. But for the most part, there was really just no, no response to that. And I remember the one mom's group that I went to, although the hostesses were very nice, other moms just were not welcoming i'd say i don't know anyone i was introduced as not knowing anyone and there would be zero conversation it was painful it was awkward i felt like the odd person there and it was one of those moments you kind of just want to shrivel up on yourself and maybe not no, go again uh, so once i found myself at a year mark into living in the midwest we were there in michigan and i hit a point where i just think something's got to change the next person I find who I think I would really, you know, start to enjoy and maybe strike a friendship with, I'm going to do everything I can to try to track this person out. So I met someone at a women's event very briefly across the table and didn't have the opportunity to get any contact information. Here I am, next thing you know, and I don't do this, I started social media stalking her, finally found her with a little bit of data I had. I don't even think I, I knew her, maybe her first name. Long story short. I literally sent her a message on social media. I know, it's creepy. My producer is saying this is creepy. I felt like a creeper, but I was so desperate for friendship. And this is why I'm sharing that story, because I needed to be with people in person. I would spend a ton of time with friends and family from back home, on the phone, FaceTime. But I knew I still needed that face-to-face -face encouragement and visual and time spent. And so I contacted her and I said, look, I said, I met you at this event. It was a pleasure meeting you. I would love it if you would come over to my house sometime. If you and your kids want to come over, uh, we'd love to have you for lunch, tea, dinner, whatever you want to do, whatever, whenever it works for you. I know no one here and it's been really difficult not knowing someone. I would love to get to know you. I felt so embarrassed even saying those things, but it was I think at a point where I recognized if I need, as is being addressed here, friendship, and it's a season of life that's hard, I needed to just take the effort, make the effort to do it rather than waiting for someone else to invite me because it wasn't exactly happening. And lo and behold, God was so good. He guided me to the right person. I had really been praying through this. Uh, this woman ended up taking over within a couple weeks of that a mom's group that met twice a month. And... It was an opportunity to get to be around other women. And so here's the thing. I am going to encourage you to find someone that you are willing to reach out to and welcome them, be hospitable into your home. Or maybe it means meeting up in a park or whatever it is, but someone who's in your similar state in life, who has similar things in common, who your kids can play with as well within somewhat of a range, age range of each other, even if it's not quite exact. And 
Then I also want to encourage you, this is something I really feel inspired to do. I haven't done it yet since moving back. Hey, my baby's only six months. I'm still finding the new groove after moving uh, this la- over the last couple of months and then having another baby. But it was to host a mom's group. The mom's group I ended up in, I was really impressed by. And here's the deal. They met twice a month, basically once every two weeks, and they met at 8, 8.30 at night after kids went to bed and dad's. Ideally, would be able to hold down the roost. Kids are sleeping or could help put the kids to bed if they aren't to bed yet. And you sacrifice a little sleep and you stay up a little later once or twice a month to spend that time with other like-minded women. It was great. They had a kind of framework for how the night went in terms of hanging out. One woman hosted and everyone took turns hosting as they were willing to host if they volunteered to. And you met up, you had some snacks. If it wasn't Lent, then you just kind of have tea. And you would read the gospel reading from the upcoming Sunday. You'd talk about your highs and lows of the week and a prayer request. And it stimulated a lot of conversation. So that's one idea. You don't need 25 people to do it. You just need one or two to start something like this. Uh, So I think that that's a great way. And it's a way to address the whole time situation. But I've also discovered as well that couples' friendships are key being a mom and my husband also wanting that friendship but also needing to be with your kids i think embracing couples friendships are really great and important and men need other men to fortify them build them up in their faith iron sharpens iron and so exposing our spouses to other great couples is a really great time when kids can play together. I think that's how you solve the time challenge, uh, but also the people challenge of getting to know different people. Uh, So those are my ideas. Those are my two cents. That's kind of what I experienced and what I'm trying to navigate myself because I get it. Uh, Being a stay-at-home mom, being in that season of life of being a mom, you're busy and it's hard to be intentional and to make those friendships, but we have to. And I really say pray to the Holy Spirit to find and make those relationships. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. We're going to come back diving into the devotion of the Sacred Heart. We're going to pray the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And also, I'd love to hear from you. If you are at the Eucharistic procession outside of Dodger Stadium, uh, I would love to hear why you're there, what the pulse is there on the grounds in the streets of LA as praise be Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ is being processed through the streets of Los Angeles. Numbers 888-914-9149. We'll be right back here on Trending. Listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back to Trending. It's the feast day of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about devotion to the sacred heart and walk through the litany of the sacred heart of Jesus, praying it together as the bishops have called for all Catholics to pray the litany of the sacred heart today in reparation for the atrocious, scandalous anti-Catholic group that's being honored at Dodger Stadium today. In fact, many people are outside of Dodger Stadium. They'll be making a procession there with the Eucharist, Eucharistic procession. If you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Why are you there? Numbers 888-914-9149. Louisa from California is on the line. Louisa, welcome to Trending. Are you there at Dodger Stadium now? 
Hi, Timory. It's so great to be able to speak with you. I am here with Samantha, and we're, we're both here at Dodger Stadium, and we're getting ready to participate in the Eucharistic procession. And there are priests here, rabbis, thousands of lay people just here to, again, to show our support for traditional families and to, to oppose the, the degradation of that's happening today at Dodger Stadium, having those, those terrible people who, who mock our church and mock our beautiful sisters. What's the pulse of people there outside of Dodger Stadium? Is there animosity? Is it peaceful, joyful? Very peaceful. What would you say? Peaceful and prayerful, wouldn't you say, Samantha? I would agree, yes. Everybody here has been very prayerful, just uh, joyful. Uh, that's a good word to describe it. It's just uh, um, a gathering that you can just feel that we're here uh, for the right reason, and that reason being Jesus. Thank you for being there. Are you guys from Los Angeles, or what area are you coming from? Sam? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, we drove down from Riverside, so it's an adjoining county to Los Angeles, but I'm a, a native from Los Angeles. I actually grew up in East LA, not far from Tavis Ravine. I grew up in Lincoln Heights, and uh, I grew up as a lifelong Dodger fan, uh, as my, my, my whole family is. So it's heartbreaking to see that an organization that you supported for so long has just uh, lost its way because that's just what it boils down to. Um, you know, they do all kinds of events at this, this stadium, but I don't think ne- uh, that I've ever seen anything as egregious and as blasphemous as this. And for them not to, I mean, they knew it was wrong. They backed off from it. But for them to come back and re-invite them, just like our, our legislators have here in California, to honor them and, and just bestow these honors on, on them for mocking our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it's just egregious. And to stay silent, it's just not an option for me and for others. And so... I am just uh, I'm blessed that we were able to make the trip down here. Luis and Sam, thank you so much for being there and for honoring uh, the Blessed Sacrament and making this procession. We pray for protection for everyone who's there uh, in a prayerful response, making reparation for the outrageous act of the Dodgers and honoring a scandalous anti-Catholic group uh, there today. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. Uh, We are praying today the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ in reparation for what's happening there at Dodger Stadium and really in reparation for our own sins as well because we too, when we sin, we when we sin, we mock God. I was at Mass yesterday and Father was talking about everything that's happening at Dodger Stadium and and he said, you know, don't just point the finger and say, look what's happening. This mockery is scandalous uh, for children and as uh, sacrilegious as it is against our Catholic faith. Uh, don't just point your finger there. Take a moment to say, what have I done? And make this an opportunity to make reparation for every time we sin, every time we blaspheme in our own lives as well. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray here on Relevant Radio. I want to dive into the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus here. And if you're at Dodger Stadium, we would love to hear from you. We'll hear from more people who are calling in there from Dodger Stadium, why they're there. And we're hearing from people, you know, they want to honor traditional marriage. They want to honor the family. They want to speak up against this mockery of our Catholic faith that's happening there. So I want to talk about today's feast day, the Sacred Heart of 
of Jesus Christ. It's a devotion that is very prevalent in the church today. Many saints have championed it. One saint in particular who I like to turn to as I've really my own been diving into the devotion to the Sacred Heart over the last couple years is St. Margaret Mary Alaco. And I was reading from her writings from a devotional that's a month-long devotional for this month dedicated to the Sacred Heart. And one of her lines stood up stood out so poignantly to me in light of what's happening today. She said, in imitation of Christ, she said this, let us only open our mouths to pray for those who afflict us. So she was talking about self-control and how important it is when we suffer things from and things that other people do to us, things that people say. When we suffer, she said, in imitation of Christ, let us only open our mouth to pray for those who afflict us. So it's easy to complain and to vent, but let us make instead a prayer for those people. And it was a reminder, I think, for all of us in this moment, how outrageously inappropriate it is, is of what's happening at Dodger Stadium, that we remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 23, as he hung upon the cross, they were mar- mocking him and crucifying God himself. And Jesus Christ said, forgive them for they know not what they do. I know some people want to say, well, what's happening is an intentional mockery of the Catholic faith, and it is. It's a cross-dressing group that dresses up like nuns. However, what pain there must be for them to be willing to do that, that they don't understand how wrong it is, not just scandalous and wrong and offensive to others, but how damaging it is for their own souls. So think of those words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we beg those words of Jesus to have that mercy on us as well. Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. May this day be a day of reparation, recognition of how our own sins mock Christ as well. How the things that we ourselves have done have led others to scandal, to confusion, and practicing their own faith. I think it's very important that we are willing and able to have that conversation. And we have many people who are at the cathedral and some who are at Dodger Stadium who are calling in. We'll take some of those calls in just a bit, but I want to pray the litany of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ now and as we have been asked to by the bishops to make this act of reparation. We'll begin now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jim, my producer, is joining us praying. We'll begin, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Have mercy on us. Christ, graciously hear us. Have mercy on us. God, the Father in heaven, have mercy. Have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world. Have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, Son of the Eternal Father. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, formed by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, substantially united to the Word of God. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, of infinite majesty. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, sacred temple of God. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, tabernacle of the Most High. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, house of God and gate of heaven. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, burning furnace of charity. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, abode of justice. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, full of goodness and love. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, wellspring of all virtues. 
Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, most worthy of all praise. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, King and center of all hearts. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, in whom all are the treasures of the wisdom of God and knowledge. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, in whom dwells the fullness of divinity. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, in whom the Father was well pleased. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, of whose fullness we have all received. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, desire of the everlasting hills. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, patient and most merciful. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, enriching all who invoke you. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, fountain of life and holiness. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, atonement for our sins. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, overwhelmed with insults. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, bruised for our offenses. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, obedient unto death. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, pierced with a lance. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, source of all consolation. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, our life and resurrection. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, our peace and reconciliation. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, victim of sins. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, salvation of those who trust in you. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, hope of those who die in you. Have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, delight of all saints. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, look upon the heart of your dearly beloved Son, and upon the praise and satisfaction he offers you in the name of sinners and for those who seek your mercy. Be appeased and grant us pardon in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was the litany of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ as we've been asked to pray by our bishops today across this country in reparation to the most sacred heart for the anti-Catholic mockery that's being honored at Dodger Stadium. Now, I don't want to bring attention to this horrific group, uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that are not religious sisters. They're a group of men who cross-dress as nuns and do heinous acts. I was actually first exposed to them firsthand when I was 13 years old at the very first West Coast Walk for Life in San Francisco. They showed up. They were there in counter-protest. And again, I was 13 years old. I never knew that someone could do such a scandalous thing in mocking, in mocking my Catholic faith. I was there because I believed that abortion was wrong and that abortion hurt women. And they were there to make fun of people of faith who said that abortion's wrong. They're there at Dodger Stadium to make fun of Catholics who say that marriage is between one man and one woman. They're there to mock the beauty of the devotion of a religious nun, a priest, and their dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice of their entire lives. How fitting it is that this is happening on the feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ to put the proper context and perspective on what is happening. To help us in understanding the importance, as St. Margaret Mary Alacos said, 
in her writing about imitating the sacred heart of Jesus. She said to imitate Christ, she said, let us only open our mouths to pray for those who afflict us. Many people were there at the celebration of a massive reparation for what's happening at Dodger Stadium today in the diocese, Archdiocese of Los Angeles at the cathedral. And many are there at the rally outside of Dodger Stadium. If you're there, we would like to hear from you. Why you're there, why you're walking and processing through the streets of Los Angeles around Dodger Stadium with the Holy Eucharist. That's a powerful moment. I know it's done in an act of reparation against what's happening, but what what a beautiful call. We should be inspired to do this out of a joyful celebration as well, not just in moments where we're saying, God, forgive us. We need to take this faith out into the public more often. And I think it's going to be a powerful moment. I was talking to Father Rocky earlier today that I think this is a powerful moment of being a Southern California girl, born and raised, raising my own family now. I have seen year after year in my own encounters with strangers, families, friends, that California is Catholic. The inception of California is Catholic. Look at our missions. Look at the conversion of the native people. Look at the Spaniards and the French and the many people who have come here. California is Catholic. I usually meet people who are lapsed Catholics today in California and just have our Lord Jesus Christ processed around Angel Stadium with Bishop Strickland. They're leading them from Texas. It's a powerful moment to see that our Lord Jesus Christ reigns. Our Lord Jesus Christ conquers all evil and that on this feast day of the sacred heart of Jesus Christ that we need to remember that we're called to conversion, all of us, even in the face of everything. And sorry, I did say Angel Stadium. I'm an Angels fan, born and raised as well, being Southern California. And I made the mistake of saying Angel Stadium, Dodger Stadium. Uh, those are the ones who are honoring this group. And that is where uh, this focal point is today. Uh, joining us now is Frank. Frank from Pasadena, California. Where are you and why are you there in response to what's happening in Dodger Stadium? Yes, we met a few hundred of my brothers in Christ met at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Los Angeles downtown. And you can probably hear them. They're doing the litany in the background. They're also saying, Viva Cristo Rey. There's a whole bunch of all kinds of communities here, both Spanish and the, and the Anglo communities. We're walking hand in hand. We're right now passing Cesar Chavez, going to go down to Vince Scully Avenue. Wow. Why are you there? What, what inspired you to go? Are you helping to organize people to be there to pray? Well, I'm here, obviously, because of the, it, it's just, it seems so sacrilegious to me. And I think it just hit our hearts. It hit most of the people that are here's hearts as well. And we felt we had to do something, and this was the best way we do. We're Catholics. We believe in prayer. So you can hear in the background, there's liturgies, uh, <laughs> there's the litany of the Christ, of, of, uh, of the services here. There's, there's singing. It's, it's beautiful. Frank, thank you for calling, for sharing with us the experience from the ground. I know many people were concerned about safety, especially going to the streets of Los Angeles, outside Dodger Stadium. But as we're hearing, many people are already outside of Dodger Stadium. Uh, some are processing from the cathedral, praying the litany of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ, a mile and a half walk there from the cathedral to Dodger Stadium. Uh, so pray, pray for safety, pray in reparation. We pray the litany of the sacred heart here on Trending a few minutes ago. We will pray the litany of the sacred heart again here just in just a little bit with Father Rocky uh, during that time in the family rosary across America making reparation for 
What is happening there at Dodger Stadium? Uh, God, I keep thinking of the words of Jesus Christ. God, forgive them for they know not what they do. And as we're here in the midst of what people are celebrating is Pride Day, Pride Night, we have to remember as we radically disagree with the message of claiming that people the same sex can marry each other. Well, we radically disagree that a person is not born in the wrong body, that can't identify as something other than what their biological reality is. We stand and also acknowledge the pain and sorrow and brokenness that leads a person to identify or encourage others to live lifestyles that are so contrary to the biological reality, the blueprint from the human person created and ordained by God himself. I want to read to you as we're celebrating today the feast of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ, a really I think a profound passage from St. Margaret Mary Alico, who pushed forward the devotion to the Sacred Heart and has written immensely on it. When talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, she says this, she charges us, you must meekly support the little weaknesses, the little humors and annoying defects of your neighbor without letting yourself be put out by the slight contradictions which they may cause you. But on the contrary, doing him, that is Jesus Christ, willingly all the service that you can, for this is the true means of gaining the good grace of the Sacred Heart. So what Margaret Mary Alico is saying is that there are tons of moments, whether it's our own weaknesses or others, the ill humor of ourselves and others, the annoying defects of our neighbors, don't allow them to frazzle you. Don't allow it to be a moment of existential crisis. Don't allow it to be a moment of depression. Don't allow it to be a moment of despair. As you see what's happening in the world, as you see the mockery of our Catholic faith being celebrated at Dodger Stadium today, to the contrary, says St. Margaret Mary Alico, who, again, has championed that devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. She says, instead, those people who are ill-humored, are annoying, are upsetting us, don't be frazzled, but instead do those people a service. And by this, you gain the good grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. By this, you unite yourself with Jesus Christ. These are moments when we have people who mock our faith. I'm hearing from people who wouldn't necessarily show up uh, to something that might seem controversial, who wouldn't speak out to something controversial, found this so deeply offensive that they're saying, no, this is a call where I'm saying, I need to pray more. I need to look at my own heart and see how have I led others to sin? How have I scandalized other people? This is, I think, a moment where I am proud of Catholics who are saying, let us make reparation. Let us say, no, this is our line in the sand. God made the blueprint for the human person, the beauty and sacrifice of priests, religious sisters. That is a gift. And you know what? I was so happy. We had a couple people call Sam and Louisa from Riverside, California, who said that it's not just Catholics who are outside praying, processing around Dodger Stadium. There are rabbis and Catholic priests, and we are seeing other faith denominations, other sects completely not relevant to the religious sisters that are that pe people are dressing up as religious sisters and mocking them, but that they are saying, no, we stand with Catholics. We stand with the beauty of the sacrificial love for Jesus Christ that Catholics and Catholic nuns and priests have, and we will honor that, and we will be there. And even, again, across different faiths, they are there to process in the streets with our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a powerful moment to see different Faiths coming together 
and honor and respect. And I think that that is a moment we need to celebrate. I was overjoyed to hear that, again, there are rabbis, people from the Jewish community, people from other forms of Christianity who are saying, no, this is not appropriate to mock the Catholic religion. This is not appropriate to mock the virginity of religious sisters, which is a mockery of the virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of the virginity of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful moment. People I'm hearing flew in from across the country and even other countries to stand against this atrocious act of mockery to Catholics and the love we have for Jesus. So if you're there at Dodger Stadium, or if you'd like to share why this has maybe been a turning point for you and your faith, where you're saying, you know, it's enough. It's enough. Saying that family isn't such a thing or important, saying that gender isn't such a thing or important, it's enough. This is why Bud Light was boycotted. This is why Target was boycotted. And this is why I truly do believe, I was talking about this at the beginning of the show, as 50 House Democrats are pressuring Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Safeway, and Health Mart, these leading grocery chains, to sell the abortion pill. And these Democrat uh, lawmakers are saying you need to do this by the 23rd to make a public statement that you will sell abortion. I don't think they will. Because they're smart. People have had enough with the life-destroying and disrespectful acts against the family and against the human person. And if they know their customer base, they won't do it. Because they, I believe, should understand that people have had enough. And they're saying, no, we won't go to Target. We won't go to buy Bud Light. And even Starbucks itself is afraid of a boycott. And they're saying not to put as many or all of the pride decorations up this month. It's because Christians are saying, respect the human person. Respect Jesus Christ. Let him reign. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. We prayed the litany to the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ a few moments ago here on Trending. We're going to pray it again with Father Rocky in a little bit here during the Family Rosary Across America. I'll be right back here on Trending to talk about the Eucharistic procession and devotion to the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Trending with Timory, where you can discuss what matters most to you. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Welcome back. It's the feast day of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ. We've been asked by our bishops uh, to pray the litany of the sacred heart today in reparation for the anti-Catholic mockery that is occurring today at Dodger Stadium. Many people are there praying and processing through the streets of Los Angeles with our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be God. Praise God. We have a state here in California where the majority of people have been Catholic, fallen away Catholic. What a statement that is in the midst of the horrific mockery of Jesus Christ, of nuns who dedicate their lives to virginity and to serving our Lord, that the peaceful response of Catholics are prayer and even praying and processing with Jesus around the stadium there in the streets. We heard from people who were there processing from the cathedral, who were praying the litany, hundreds of men and women from actually across the country. It was talking to people driving in from other states, from all over Southern California, and being not live, coming from Los Angeles. I don't like driving to Los Angeles. I don't like the billboards. I don't like the traffic. And I know a lot of people who feel the same way who have gone today to pray peacefully. And I am hearing, I'm hearing, it's amazing to hear that it's not just Catholics who showed up. Tons of rabbis are there. Tons of priests, religious sisters have showed up to 
honor our Lord Jesus Christ in making that reparation. So Family Rosary Across America, in a few minutes, we'll pray that litany of the Sacred Heart again uh, in reparation for this anti-Catholic mockery. But I want to turn to the litany of the Sacred Heart. We prayed it a few minutes ago here on Trending. And some of those titles that we pray in the litany of the Sacred Heart, I want to walk through just a few of them that I think are so relevant to what's happening today. It says, Heart of Jesus, King and Center of all hearts, have mercy on us. Think about that. Do you Have you allowed our Lord Jesus Christ to be the King and the Center focal point of your heart, to consume your heart? I love that prayer, the Anima Christi prayer, that is a great prayer to pray. If you don't know it, we'll post a link to it. If Patrick, you can grab that, the Anima Christi prayer, we'll post in the episode notes and on social media, uh, where we pray that soul of Christ sanctify me. Th- those prayers, body of Christ save me, blood of Christ inebriate me. We're talking about our whole body being consumed by Christ. This is what I think of in many ways when we talk about the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, conformity of our heart, our mind, our body, our soul to Christ. That we're to hang on the cross with Christ. That's what's so fundamental. And in order to do that, we needed to pray some of these prayers in the litany of the sacred heart. Heart of Jesus, King and center of all hearts. Have mercy on us. Make him the King and center of your heart. This is why prayer is so important because it's meant to affect the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, but our mind and orienting our minds to holy things in union with God. Another one of the titles, Heart of Jesus, Treasure House of Wisdom and Knowledge. Jesus Christ is the source of all knowledge and wisdom. That is why he is the blueprint. He made the blueprint for the human person. And that is why in the midst of all of this insanity, insanity regarding gender and spectrum, Jesus Christ must reign and we must tell the truth and stand against this mockery. That isn't just a mockery of ideology. It's a mockery against God. It's a culture that says God doesn't matter. Therefore, there's no purpose to the human person. There's no creation. There's no intended function to the body. There's no afterlife. Yes, there is. And that's what we're saying today. Another one of the titles from the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is Heart of Jesus Overwhelmed with Insults. Think about Jesus Christ and his suffering, how we too put Christ on the cross. And every time we sin, we insult him. This is a day of reparation. Let it be a reparation for our own sins and the scandalous things we ourselves have done as well. The things that other people don't know we've done, that we quietly alone have taken to confession, that we have done to harm and mock Jesus himself. Another one of the titles from the litany is Heart of Jesus broken for our sins have mercy on us we say heart of jesus obedient even to death that's the kind of obedience we need that we're willing to lay down our lives for others we're willing to lay down our passions our emotions our desires our complaints and unite ourselves instead in prayerful union to god that's what the sacred heart of Jesus is about. It's sacrificing our hearts to Christ's heart, seeing the relevance and the significance of the wounded heart of Jesus Christ. So in the litany, we also pray in the litany of the sacred heart of Jesus, heart of Jesus pierced by a lance. There's that wound there, that present wound. This is what we were talking on Monday about Eucharistic miracles and one of the Eucharistic miracles out of Mexico And how incredible it is that when there are these moments where we have the body of Christ that we see under the veil of bread, 
when suddenly a host begins to bleed. And it's taken for multiple forensic investigations by secular entities in different types of methodologies. What do they discover? In oh, time and time again, in these incredible miracles, that the Eucharist is literally the flesh of a human person with AB blood type, consistent from the shrouded trend to the Eucharistic miracles we've seen. And that the wound on the host itself cannot be replicated by anything human. Because when you look and you study the wound, when these forensic scientists come in, they see that the wound is bleeding from the outside in and there's fresh blood even months later. Cardiac tissue dies. It cannot produce fresh blood. But years and years and years after the miracle of 2006, I think it's Texla, Mexico. I talked about it Monday on Trending. We'll post a link to that episode. That they still have this bloody Eucharist and it's blood from cardiac tissue that cannot be replicated, that's perpetually bloody, that otherwise separated, otherwise dead, would not be bleeding. This is a moment to ponder the sacred heart of Jesus Christ, his suffering, and the fact that he is suffering for you, for the remission of your sins. And he, his sacrifice is offered time and time again in the most holy sacrifice of the altar, of the Mass. We read in the litany, it says, Heart of Jesus, source of all consolation, have mercy on us. If you're sorrowful for what's happening in the world, do not despair. Jesus Christ is the source of all consolation, and his mercy and grace is so abundant. Jesus Christ reigns. That does not mean that things will be easy, but he reigns, and we're called to joy, not sorrow, not despair, not anxiety, not negativity, not to be pessimistic, but to be joyful in the Eucharistic heart of Jesus Christ. Another one of the titles in the litany is Heart of Jesus, Our Peace and Reconciliation. Have mercy on us. Think about that, our peace and reconciliation. Jesus Christ is the embodiment of peace. Jesus Christ is the embodiment of reconciliation. This group that's so scandalously mocking our faith, let us reconcile ourselves to God for the scandal we have done, for the scandal that is being done today at Dodger Stadium. And let us have peace in the fact that Jesus Christ reigns. He is peace. And he is the one who has given us this great sacrament of confession. And let's pray, especially as you pray in just a few moments here, the family rosary across America with Father Rocky and the litany of the most sacred heart of Jesus Christ. Pray for the conversion of those men who are dressing up like women, pretending to be nuns and doing heinous acts, pray for their conversion. Pray for whatever wounded them that they were willing to scandalize children. They scandalized me when I saw, saw them on the streets of San Francisco at the first Walk for Life in San Francisco. I was 13 years old. It was scandalous. I didn't know anyone could do such an outrageous thing as mock our faith and mock our nuns and priests in such a way. So let's have peace and know that even in the midst of whatever may be done, whatever may happen in the months and years to come, is an affront against our faith, an affront against the reality of the biological reality of male and female, that Jesus Christ reigns, he has a blueprint for you and I, our bodies, and he has created us to be with him. Coming up next is the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky, and he will also pray again here on Relevant Radio, the litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ. This is Tim Ray from Trending with Tim Ray. Monday on Trending, I'm going to talk to Jim Caviezel. 
He's an actor who played Jesus Christ in The Passion, and he's also from that show, Person of Interest, as well, among others. He has a new film in theaters July 4th, The Sound of Freedom, and we're going to talk to him about that film and the great work he is doing. Join me Monday, 6 p.m. Central, on Relevant Radio or the Relevant Radio app.